Hello and welcome back to this week's Off The Record DJ podcast and in today's episode there is a brand new Crossfader member. David Guetta is officially the best DJ on planet Earth. Guetta. (laughs) (laughs) And there are five DJ drills for you to learn on your next DJ practice. Let's get stuck into this week's episode. Music, industry talk, stories, equipment and more. We are Crossfader and this is off, 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 off the record. Off the record. Off the record. Welcome back to this week's Off the Record DJ podcast. It's, it's going to ruin you is that getter guetta. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird to be, we're back live, um, which has been a while with let me let me catch you up let's catch everyone up. so first of all one of these we have a new crossfader member baby kai has arrived jamie and katie have officially had little baby kai and he's here and he's perfect and he's sleeping yeah <laughs> more than our previous one did so congratulations yeah, you take the wins where you can he's been in the office today and um yeah what a little legend uh and he fits right in if it's right, that's he, it. He likes being here. He slept all the way, so he feels comfortable being at Crossfader. So it's been great, and honestly, like yeah. it's been weird to have a bit of time off. Obviously, I've been off on paternity for the last well four weeks since he came, and then there was a couple of weeks before that. So I've been out of action been in out the of Crossfader action. office for like six weeks, which has felt really weird. Yeah, but props to the team, absolutely smashing it. Yeah, um, keeping some great content coming out as usual um so i'm just pumped to get back stuck in yeah this is my first time back back in the studio back in in the studio it's not burned down (laughs) no leaks so all good yeah and i want to thank obviously like our recent podcast guest which has just kind of gone from zero to 100 so um thank you to your td without annabelle we've had skt you know going back to chapter and verse and we've got some big plans for it especially going into next year as well um and yeah the response has been great not only that we you know we spoke to florraine who's one of our students and we reached out to some of our uh, crossfader students online where we're going to speak to them about their journey and things like that so it's really great to see this podcast community building and being able to sort of expand the format you know it's been me jimmy and danny talking for five years <laughs> so to be able to sort of uh, get different perspectives from different sides of the industry and things like that has been great um but and yeah. to be honest it's nice to actually get back into this format because obviously yeah. we've had quite a few guests back to back to yeah. back which has been great but it doesn't mean that this kind of format's going to go anywhere we yeah. love chatting about everything dj related yeah people don't like change you. i know, know so I know, I know. bit of normality so yeah we are live on youtube facebook everything like that so if you are watching live hello let us know where you're watching from and not only that uh, the reason we do this live is so that you can get involved as well so we love to hear your questions if you've got a question about anything dj related um we're going to get onto some topics about how you can level up and we've got some uh, five practice drills for you to try out uh, and stuff to be talking about so get involved in the chat and we'll react to it and we'll save some questions um going forward at later in the podcast um it's been announced today by dj mag that my best friend in the world david getter uh has been is is the world's best dj now to let you in on the, the private joke uh, going back about two years ago i made a, a youtube tutorial and for 20 minutes called david getter david guetta right <laughs> i called david getta david guetta and got absolutely murdered for it uh and i had no idea it was getta so so he's now the uk he is now the world's number one dj as announced today by dj mag 
And it's always a funny chat. And first of all, love DJ Mag for everything they've done in the DJ industry, and they are like the, one of the pioneering sources of information. They always get stick for this, though, don't they? Uh, it's just, and I think you know, controversy sells, doesn't it? So they're never going to stop doing this. Why would they? Like, it's it, it's the biggest thing that they probably do for attention. Um, and I think the only thing that triggers people is actually like the the word DJing, because just to like for example, you've got sort of James Hype, who I think everyone will agree is probably like the world's best DJ. DJ, if we, if we think like technical on decks, um, he's like oh, an electronic DJ, let's yeah, say, in yeah, the electronic yeah. scene. Sorry, yeah, it's, it's all electronic music. Um, where you know, you've got him at 83, and then you know, you've got other acts. You know, David Guetta was a great DJ, but is he on the same level skills wise? Like quotation marks, probably not. So, I think it's just the word that the fact that he said top 100 DJs, people go, right, a DJ is a DJ who was on decks and doing yeah. tricks and skills, that's a DJ. Whereas if it was like top 100 electronic music artists, you'd be like, oh yeah, David West, obviously, yeah. prob probably number one, right? What you got to think though is like, yeah. the, this started, I, they, they did a throwback on their Instagram of like all these um, magazine covers, you know, remember this was a magazine, it wasn't just yes. an Instagram poll, you know, <laughs> this used to be a magazine and they did all these throwback uh, magazine covers before they announced this year's, about like 30 years ago who the top, you know, DJ was and I think one of the big things was David Guetta was a top DJ, you know, way back when and he's again now. Um, hmm. But back then, you've got to imagine that a lot of artists, the people that are making all this electronic music now weren't necessarily the ones that were behind the decks in Ibiza. It was your Carl Cox. It was your David Guetta. It was, yeah. They were the people that were playing at Space mm. in Ibiza and, mm. you know, these absolute legendary venues and establishments and bringing music to the forefront. Um, and I think that's where there's a bit of a detachment because as the electronic music scene's just grown... Yeah. Like you say, it's now more like an artist. You know, yeah. artists are also DJs. DJs are artists, and there's a bit more of a blurred line between it. So that title doesn't quite fit it. I don't think. Yeah, and, I and don't I, know. And I th and right. yeah, and it's it's it's, it's one of them things. And um, and we obviously, as a DJ community, we look at it totally different to the wider society of people. Whereas you know, if I ask my mum who David Getter is, and I said it again, <laughs> if I ask my mum who David Getter is, she could probably be like, oh yeah, he's a DJ. He'd be like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I think it's it's that thing, but you know, just to give you some examples, like David Getter's number one, and you've got um, Dimitri Vegas, like Mike two, Martin Garrix three, you know, Martin Van Buren at five, Afro Afrojack seven, uh, Peggy Goo at nine, which is see good that's interesting. Peggy Goo is the first one there that is quite different in terms of sure. style. Sure, yeah. And 100%. is she the first female, like the, the highest female, the highest on female there. by miles? I mean, I'm looking into this and. There isn't Char Charlotte DeWitt's up there a little bit. Or she's uh, Emily, Lenz. Emily Lenz is up there. Oh, yeah, sorry, Charlotte DeWitt, 18. 18. Um, but, yeah, uh, Black Coffee, 25. But, you know, end of the day, it is um, not necessarily like a, a popularity contest, but, you know, it is a public vote. So, you know, David Guetta, who has 100 top 10s and number ones, probably has a bigger fan base than, you know, who's, who's at a number, like... Julian Jordan, for example, at 68, right? That's it'd be just, cool. because obvious. This, because this is live, the people that are watching live, it'd be cool to just put like your top three. Yeah, that's a know, great one. I know yeah. there'll be a lot of people that are like, number one's James Hype or whatever, or number one, you know, very common. But who are your who top, top three, three? favourite DJs? And maybe we should read some out. And, and this is tricky because, again, like I, I love certain... Yeah. DJs for being artists and yeah. the music that they create, but then I also love other DJs for what they do behind the decks and the mm. totally different things. It'd yeah. be good to hear from those that are watching live what what, yeah. what you think. I'm trying to rack my brain now. Well, well I, I go through like different phases. So if you ask me like my best all time, usually like for me, like DJ Craze comes up and then like A Track and things like mm. that, where like I like the newer DJs coming up, like DJ Puffy, SK83. I like that kind of like battle style. Obviously, James Hype's unreal. Um, but you know, as more and more DJs come on the scene, 
the, it changes. We were saying this the other day. If you think about like six, seven, eight years ago on the like Red Bull freestyles kind of thing, there was loads of like tone play, loads of ways to like manipulate sound. Now that's kind of shifted a little bit. There's not as much of that out I feel, there. No, I feel a like a bit. lot of it is like edits. Yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's coming back to music, music. a bit more music. of like how can you almost, because DJ equipment is, is, l- turning into that live yeah. you can do so much with it just with mm. stems for example you know yeah. just to be able to get that acapella like you couldn't do that before so creating edits and mashups and doing things a bit more live that you you would have had to do in like a door or some kind of music production software yeah, yeah, previously yeah. now is brought to the the clubs and mm. i think that's where people are leaning a little bit more at the yeah. moment when it t- comes to sort of creative output on the yeah. decks uh, and I, I i feel like you know making like routines in the studio and putting together sets it, it's almost like I almost feel like not that it's it's too easy, but going back before you know stems and before like tone play was on like S nines and stuff, you'd you'd work so hard in like your door, like making edits and finding the tones in the different music, and then you'd have to search for the acapella for like weeks and weeks and things like that. And now you click buttons and and you feel like you know what I can produce in an hour now used to take me like a, a few days to produce, so it almost doesn't feel as impressive. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because because yeah. it's, it's all on the fly. It, it's interesting. I got my son on the my controller at home literally yesterday for the first time in ages. He's not really that interesting. I don't push it on him. Um, but I was like, he's really into music and he's really into dancing. I was like, do you want to just come on the deck to me and have a little play? Because he's like really selecting music now that he you know likes yeah loves. Um, and I was like, let me show you what you can do with music. And like straight away on Serato, I'm there. Okay, Sunflower, Post Malone acapella yep. and then he loves back in black acdc and Hello. i'm like and and they were the same bpm similar key and i was like whoa <laughs> listen to this listen to this ezra and i'm doing it and he's like he, he just goes over his head he's like yeah that's cool but watch me dance like, you know? <laughs> but it was really interesting it, you know years ago when i started that would have been a real right. challenging thing to I mean, do it, cha- it was challenging like three years ago yeah and now <laughs> i just press two buttons and i'm like this sounds amazing and it, it is really inspiring to be able to do that yeah. i know we've talked about stems a lot so we won't bang on about loads in this episode but yeah, yeah i think it's it's interesting to see where this top 100 djs continues to go and it's nice to see that even though they're not number one some of these other artists that i think really should be up there as like top if you were to replace DJs as artists, like artists. Peggy Goo and stuff. Yeah, for sure. It's great to see. It just makes sense. Yeah. See her up there. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, amazing. Is there any, any DJs? Oh, oh, so, there's loads of lists here. Is there? Let yeah, me yeah, yeah. Look. I'm too um, busy chatting. What I want to talk about, guys, as well, is Black Friday is coming up. So this is live. This is on a Thursday. We're recording this on a Thursday. But our Black Friday sale is coming up, which is super exciting, super, you know, everyone gets excited Black Friday, right? I've got a list on various clothing websites, Nike, and ASOS and all that kind of stuff. Um, But obviously we have our biggest sale of the year and we're super excited about it this year um, as we've got more products to offer um, as well as a complete package. So we will be starting our Black Friday sale on Tuesday the 21st and it will only run for a week because all these companies now are doing doing Black Fridays for like a month. First of November came around, don't it? First of November, it's like, oh, Black Friday pre-sale and you're like, what? So like, (laughs) yeah, it won't be longer than a week. So yeah, um, um, you know, set notifications, all that kind of stuff. Check your emails. Um, and yeah, if you think about buying a course with us, just wait, just wait until Tuesday um, and, you know, get everything. It's going to be a 50% off sale across the board. And obviously we've got the complete package, which is 90% off all co- courses combined as well. Um, so yeah, exciting times. If you listen to this after the 21st, it will end on the 28th. Um, so yeah, make sure never, never been a better time to learn with us. We've got, like I said, more products than last year. We've added music management, 
You obviously, we've got a house and techno, which is our best-selling courses. The Flex 4 is ever popular. And obviously, on Black Friday, you can probably get a Flex 4 for somewhere cheaper. If you're just getting into DJing, you can probably upgrade your equipment somewhere. There'll be offers everywhere. There's quite a few comments coming in on the live, like what's a good yeah. controller to get started with. And thanks mm. to those that are helping out in the comments. Yeah. We see you. But yeah, just for people that are listening, you just mentioned the DJ Flex 4. I mm. think that is the most popular entry-level controller it works with like all softwares pretty yeah, much yeah, yeah. now um and it is just that you can't really ask for more in a unit for getting started with nah. so we rarely recommend other things now when people ask because it is just that catch-all and it does what it does well yeah and it works with the softwares well so yeah that's what we would recommend mostly to people um and it gets you know it does put you into that pioneer layout to a degree. Mm -hmm. So if you do end up on CDJs, there's a bit of familiarity there. Um, not to say there aren't other great controllers yeah, yeah. out and about. You know, a lot of battle DJs would start with something that is more dedicated to you know scratching, mm -hmm. where the layout might be slightly different. Yeah. But you're gonna like rev one maybe. You're gonna be great with the Flex Four. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, so like I said, just to reiterate, Black Friday starts 21st of November. If you are on our email list, it will be up in a bit earlier so if you want to jump on our email list just go to weacrossfader.co.uk and sign up for an account um speaking of our email list um every week me myself jamie and danny uh, we like to put out a a sort of specialized newsletter, newsletter yeah. which is things to help you obviously with djing it's a bit a little bit about us and behind the scenes and how crossfader ticks and a, just a lot of value in there so what we want to do is share um, one before it gets released this week, uh, share some ideas with you, which uh, Jamie put together, which is five practice drills um, just to help you with motivation, inspiration with your practice sessions. Because, you know, I think we all fall into that place of if you've got to a certain level, then you just kind of stay at that level and you, you know how to mix, you know how to scratch. That, that's where you're at. And it's easy to get in that comfort zone. If you are just starting out, you might get to a point and you just hit a wall. So you need a, some more tools or just like another way to think about practicing. So we're going to give you five kind of drills or like mental models to like push you a little bit further. Um, so the first one is music restrictions. Can yeah. you explain a bit more? Yeah. So obviously in today's world with thanks to streaming, we have access to millions of songs mm. at an instant. Yep. Um, and something I always think about when I first started DJing, I had to go and buy, you know, a record at a time, maybe one a week and your music collection would very slowly grow. So you'd have a pool of records that you could, you know, play with throughout the whole week and then you maybe add one more song to that yeah. to that you know group of <laughs> yeah. 10 songs yeah. that you had before oh, like a compilation of four now, <laughs> like on a vinyl. there's obviously pros and cons it's great to be able to access any song you want instantly yeah. but what that does is it creates overwhelm because you're like well what, what should i mix oh there's so many songs I, I want to mix this this and then your playlist becomes huge and you yeah. actually focus on mixing a few songs together mm -hmm. um so something we always recommend is to restrict your music is just to choose like your 10 favorite songs right now yeah. put them in a playlist but then mix that playlist over and over in different orders mm -hmm. so you know mix it in one order then think oh, actually i might swap those tracks around and let's try and mix it again but with those tracks in a different order and what you're doing then is you're committing what you're hearing to your subconscious so it's easier then to let me just turn that down um, it's easier then to you know recall the parts of the music that yeah. you need when it comes to mixing whether it's the outro whether it's that's the drop or you know you're not going to miss the drop as many times when you're queuing it up things like that start to just become subconscious rather than you relying on okay i'm just going to watch this visual and i'm going to just hope for the best and i hope this sounds good because i've never mixed it before and this is the first and last time i'm going to mix it all those things you get over those barriers and what happens is you start to 
create really strong, solid sets. And it doesn't mean that you have to then go and perform that exact mm -hmm. set. It's just good practice, you know, and the more you play with the same music, the more you will commit it to your subconscious. Yeah, it's funny as well, because like even, you know, myself who has three or four gigs a week, I, like I get to a point and, you know, I'm always, I always love trying to find new edits and new tracks to play out live. But it gets to a point where sometimes I'm just downloading songs for like the sake of it. And I'm like, I listen to a song for like 10 seconds. Like, oh yeah, that's cool. Download, download. And then when I look back in like my history of tracks that I've played, like 95% of it will be will have been the same all year. <laughs> There'll only be like a certain amount that have actually come in the set and stayed in the set. Yeah. Whereas what I could have been doing is, yeah, I know I'm going to be playing these 50 tracks tonight. How can I re-, re rearrange them reorganize them can i loop this section can i swap them about so i think it's a great um a great tool 100 percent, and it just prevents like overwhelm and getting your library of songs just like cluttered up for sure yeah. and um, it helps with preparation as well yeah you know yeah. people always ask about where should i set hot cues and this mm. the other and th there is some kind of formula to it but a lot of the time it's play with the music yeah. play with it again and then play with it again and then you'll start to discover the best parts of the song to mix and to do things with um second drill is feature exploration now this goes to your hardware, your your hardware. Yeah, both yeah. even yeah, hardware software. or software. Yeah. And this kind of goes back to when we were when I was creating a lot of content to start with with Crossfader and something that I still go back to when say we get sent a new controller for yeah. example or a new piece of equipment or even if it's just like right we need to put a mix out on YouTube but where do you start? Like what am I trying to say with this mix? Yeah. And so what I'll do is, is rather than restrict the music, I'll restrict and just look at one particular feature. feature whether it is a single effect that I don't often use, whether it's a performance pad mode that's sort of in the shift layer that's tucked away that, again, I hardly, you know, go to in my usual day-to-day -day set. I'll then load that, you know, feature on, whether it's an effect or a performance pad, and see what I can do with it. Just yeah. get creative, just load different songs in all the time, and just see what it sounds like on different songs, different parts of songs. What does it actually do? Like mess around and just play with it. Like try and break the system and just do whatever you can with it. And it's not about trying to create a set at this point. This is about just understanding one particular feature and trying to discover it further and apply it. And, and if it doesn't work on one song, load another song, try and apply it in a way that sounds good or unique or interesting. Um, and yeah. I think, again, it's just forcing your mindset to go, this practice session is dedicated to the echo effect, you know, <laughs> or it could be something way more obscure than that, like the helix effect on mm, a DJM yeah. uh, mixer. So that's another way to kind of look at your practice sessions is from a feature standpoint. Yeah. And there are so many features out there now. Um, we just mentioned stems, you know, you could say, this session is all about stems trying to combine sense. instrumentals and acapellas. That's all I'm going to do for this session is try and find the best combinations of songs that I can then make my own little mashups and bootlegs with. Yeah, something I, I think I, start, I do it subconscious now, but when I started doing content for Crossfader and you try to make the sickest mix, like I would say, say I've got like, you know, um, six tracks, like for each transition, I'd pick an effect. Like, yeah, I'll go echo for this one, loop for this one, break effect for this one. But then, you know, how can you sort of like level that up? How can you, because I can think of like looping now, I can think of like 10 different ways to loop just because I've done it like so much. Uh, but yeah, I think that's great. So yeah, uh, first two drills, music restrictions, feature exploration. The second one is a little bit um, related, which is skill repetition. Yeah. And this goes back more to if you're trying to master something, especially like scratching yeah. or tone play or hot cue play, where 
it's a bit more performance-based mm. and you've got to build up some muscle memory mm. around it. It's not just something you're going to achieve the first time you try it. And that's where you, you know, there's times where I will have wanted to learn a new scratch technique and I will have dedicated one whole hour, if not more, to just doing that same thing over and over mm. and over and over and over again. I didn't do any mixing. Yeah. I just practiced like, you know, to start with the baby scratch, for example, can I get my baby scratch the best it can possibly be? And mm. I'll do that for an hour. And it sends you a bit insane. And then you step away because this is the type of stuff that fatigues you quickly. So, you know, do like a, a chunk of it and then leave it for a few days. Then do a chunk of it, leave it for a few days. Um, tone and, play and, is another and, one. And, and it's like this in this day and age as well, where we're like, you know, scrolling our phones and like a, anything, we're like moths out. We're like something will just take our attention. Yeah. It, we, we, we've got the shortest attention span of any race yeah. of all time right yeah. and it's so hard to just sit your room in an hour throw your phone at the other side of the wall and just like do one thing for like an hour like you know phone on silent that kind of thing but you'd be so surprised of how much can come of that and and just like it's like it's like good for you as well just to yeah. like even like if you can close your laptop screen as well so you're just like there with the music if it's like a scratch or like a loop or something like yeah. don't look at it just listen and like be in the moment um and just yeah try and do it over and over again and you can still incorporate this into your normal mixing practice as well for example you could decide that i'm going to do a loop tightening technique yeah um, and to practice it, it's not going to say, don't do this out live, but in your bedroom at home, every single transition, you know, pick 10 songs. Like we said, you can combine some of these drills, pick 10 of your favorite songs and every single transition, do the loop tightening technique. Mm. It might not even sound that great, but the muscle memory of like tightening it four beats later, halving it, mm. halving it again and doing all that on time. It might not sound great, but you're practicing that muscle memory yeah. of how to actually apply the technique. And if you do that every single transition for 10 songs, you'll be better after the 10th song than you were on the first song. So again, that goes into that skill repetition. It doesn't always have to be, I want to just put the perfect set together and I'm going to mix a perfect set and then step away from my decks. 100%. And the next drill is new music genres, exploring a new genre. I think a lot of especially newer DJs who come into it have sort of a lane or they'll, they'll pick a DJ, a favourite DJ of theirs and be like, right, I want to be like this DJ. So all I'm going to play is like Tech House, um, which is which is great. But what you've got to sort of understand is that all music takes inspiration from all music. So the more that you can experiment, and I don't really believe that sort of like any one person just likes one music genre. Like I just don't think that exists. But I think that people are scared it's, it's, it's not easy to, if you're into house, for example, it's not easy to mix hip hop. It's just, it just works differently. Um, and I think it's like, might be a scary thing, but the more that you can experiment with different genres and timings and BPMs and structures, the, the better DJ you'll become. And I think that more, more opportunity will present itself to you as well. Um, obviously, especially if you're newer trying to get into the scene, if you're just focused on, right, I just, I just want to play house and that's all it is. That's cool, but you're sort of limiting yourself in opportunity. You might be like, okay, I, I love house, but if I can play hip hop, if I can play drum and bass, if I can play pop, if I can play rock and indie, then I open myself up to getting more experience on other types of gigs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I, I just wanted to paint an example here. So mm. we talked earlier about the top 100 DJs and a lot of people think James Hype's the best DJ out there. Mm. Now James Hype didn't, wasn't always the, the tech house artist. He was mm. like a resident DJ around the UK that played in your standard nightclubs like Saturday nights, you know, and played totally open format, played everything. And I guarantee that those sets of him playing open format will have helped him come up with, you know, ways of cutting up music and playing with the hot cues and, you know, things like cutting with the crossfader didn't start in house music. Mm -hmm. Like it started in hip-hop and scratching because you're creating cuts with the crossfader to scratch with so this just shows how opening up 
your practice sessions to other genres, it doesn't mean that your end goal has to be that genre, but there are ways of mixing certain genres that you can bring across to the genre you want to play. Um, And that's what creates these unique styles um, is this hybrid approach to learning to DJ. 100%. And a fifth and final one is only basics are allowed. Now, I love that. And I say that looking at my phone that's got all sorts of it on it. And sometimes I just wish my phone was just a phone <laughs> and, then, and then I just wouldn't get distracted by uh, everything. And that can, that definitely goes a long way to, to DJing. You know, we always get asked, and I think probably someone's already asked in the comments today, like, what shall I upgrade to? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, have, have you actually got everything out of your, if you've got, you know, a DJ 400 or Flex 4, it's like, have you actually got everything out of that? Because there's, there's only a tiny amount of things that I, that you can, that, you could do on a, a CDA sort of that you can't do on a Flex yeah, 4. Yeah, like yeah. if you give me a mix to replicate from a, a professional DJ on CDJ 3000 Nexus setup, I could probably do it on a Flex 4. So if you can get the best you can be at your basics controller, and then you might be like, okay, I just want an extra channel because I want to do this. It's like, that's fine because you've maxed out what you can achieve. Um, but I think, yeah, going back to the basics, and a lot of people ask us, you know, should I like go back and play on vinyl? And we're always like, yeah, if you got if you have the opportunity to like mix vinyl, then 100% go and do it. Um, but yeah, just just learning the basics and even going back to basics as well is, is definitely like a win, 100%. Yeah, it's something we shout a lot about in our beginner courses is learning, you know, to train your ears to what sounds right, what sounds wrong, whether that is with the EQs. There's no visual that tells you whether that EQ is right or wrong. So it's training your ears to to know that. And that again starts with beat matching as well. Like knowing when tracks are on time and off time. And an exercise we do in our beginner courses to tell people to get rid of the the scrolling waveforms, just that distraction, that visual distraction. Um, and you can put things in library view, you know, like record box, you press the space bar and it will turn into library view and that, those scrolling waveforms will disappear. Um, something I used to do a lot of the time when I was gigging a lot is the first hour of the night when it's just warming up, I'd just go back to basics, you know, no hot cues, nothing. I'd get rid of the visual waveforms or I'd just not focus on them and I'd just do basic long form mixing for an hour, not try anything fancy and just yep. really focus on feel those it. skills and just feel it, yeah. Feel um, it. It, it, does, it does make you become a 10 times better DJ, you know, 10 years down the line. <laughs> yeah, so there are your five drills. Um, I hope that can help you out. Um, do we have some Reddit drama or do we have some questions that you want to go through? Um, we could do a bit of an overview because it kind of ties into what we've been talking about. So let's just, if you're listening back, we're going to kind of repackage all of what we've just spoken about, but through the comments. So top DJs. Oh yes. People are saying Steve Aoki. Yep. Jalian Sound. Yep. And Avicii. Avicii. RIP. Um, someone else said Fred again, who was actually in the top. So yeah, so this is a funny one. So Fred against 34. So if you think about, obviously everyone knows he's just like mentally, insanely talented. Um, and I think that it's obvious that he's technically probably a better DJ than some on the list. But again, it's this thing of, is it EDM artist or is it um, a DJ DJ? Yeah, and he's made waves like <laughs> yeah. the culture of, yeah. of music and electronic music. And, yeah, and that I, means I, I, he deserves yeah, I, like a high spot. And I like, think what, a, I what think are the parameters for I think this? he's a kick in the teeth, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, he's 34 after like, what he's done. I mean, Skrillex was 17. Right. And you, I would think you'd just put him next to Skrillex. Yeah, possibly, yeah. <laughs> But again, I think it's just, I think it's a voting thing, obviously. You know, David Guetta and Martin Garrix's audience, compared, even compared to Fred Again's audience, is vastly different. Um, <clears throat> someone said, is there going to be a Pioneer Flex 2? A Flex 2? Flex 2? I'm, I'm guessing oh, is it like, like a to replace the DDJ 200. Ooh. 
I mean, the two the 200's quite old now. It is, and, um, and yeah, you could probably add a, a microphone on it, I guess, or something little. But I think um, it's that connectivity of like being bl- uh, like a totally Bluetooth wireless. Yeah, little yeah I just think the Flex 4 is perfect for the... I, I do as well, because yeah. that's why they've added yeah. Bluetooth into the into Flex that, 4, yeah, I think, to yeah. kind of eliminate... It, make, it wouldn't make sense. Um, oh, there's loads of people here. Hello. So, Nikki Black Market, DJ Sai, DJ Mickey Finn. We're in the sort of drum and bass. We right are. Here. DJ Seduction, DJ Force and the Evolution, DJ Slipmat. Yeah, reckless. Cal Cox is in there, though, reckless. and, you know, he's been in there for a long time in the official top 100. So, yeah. yeah Cal Cox, a lot I think he's like 23 or something, Cal Cox. Someone said, how long have you guys been in the game oh, for DJing? Um, probably... 16 17 years or something like that yeah. started when i was 16 so i think yeah, i worked this out so might think, be might be close to 20 now yeah i think it's been half my life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm, i've just turned 33 yeah and i started in my bedroom at 14 there we go i started in clubs at 16 so yeah it's yeah. pretty much yeah half yeah. my life yeah so um we probably must know what we're talking about must, <laughs> it might not sound like it but <laughs> surely something in there um, it's hard to catch up with the comments let's, when let's there's go, just two you, of us. Have you got some Reddit drama? Yeah, let's do it. I need to just put this back up. Yes, let's go. My phone doesn't ding. <laughs> Reddit drama, it's all over the place. People arguing, fighting, all up in your face. Reddit drama. Reddit drama. So this is from Reddit, and this is this is super long, so I'm going to kind of skip through and condense it because it is huge. But it is essentially, the title is, Should I Leave? my dj residency and i feel like we've we've all we've all felt like that so at the beginning of august i picked up a new residency in the biggest club in the city 1500 people uh, the club had been struggling everyone's skin in the in the city but two weeks ago it was a tough night probably about 300 in there um at 1 one of the staff come up to me to tell me that the manager is sickened by two of the songs that i played <laughs> uh, one of them was like the new uh, rasputin majestic one which is like you know basic chart stuff um um, and he said, yeah, he basically didn't want any, like anything from, um, 70s to the 2000s basically, but obviously like that's a newer song. Um, so I let mean, me samples and all Yeah. So let me add prior to this, the assistant manager was telling me he had a great night of, um, all kinds of dance music. Anyway, here's the juicy stuff. The night ends and I have a chat with the assistant manager. Um, he says how he really wasn't happy with the music I was playing. And he almost walked out at one point. By the way, this is assistant manager, right? <laughs> right. He mentioned it was week seven, uh, which I correctly said it was week nine. He said, how do you know that? I replied with, because I track all my sets so I can like improve. I don't believe that. <laughs> um, he then follows up with, what do you do as a day job? Which I replied to, I just DJ and produce. He says, well, have you any success with your music? At this point, I realised he was pretty much clueless. So I explained, I've been receiving like I've been receiving support from the likes of Carl Cox and Oliver Heldens. Yes, what a flex! Like, yeah, yeah have you, uh, you don't know, you don't know all your music. Yeah, Carl Cox plays my music. Oh, right. <laughs> um, so he he then asks, since that's all you do, I bet you've got a lot of free time. He then follows with, well, since you have so much free time, can you come in the in the week for an hour and a half, and we can show you how to be a better DJ. <gasps> This pre- assistant, by the way, <laughs> assistant manager. Oh. He asked my, for my availability, which I gave him. A week went past, nothing, not a peep. I go on on Saturday and he says he didn't have time to get back to me, blah, 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 blah. The main manager speaks to me at the start of the night and says, I can't play anything that would conflict with the other venue. So nothing from the 70s to 2000s. So basically new stuff he wants. Um, the night was going well, probably one of the busiest of the year. I was smashing it, couldn't have been going better. 
Q quarter two in the morning. Manager turns up. I see him standing five meters away from the booth, um, not saying anything, just watching over me. Then he switches to the other side of the booth for like 10, 15 minutes. Then he disappears. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It could, it could have been going any, any better though. I was absolutely smashing it. And here we are now. Ever since those comments from the assistant manager, I've considered leaving. And then this weekend just made it even worse. The other DJs that work there all think that they're the least personable managers ever. Blah, blah, blah. If I leave, there are countless other gigs for me in the city. Um, the club has only been open three months. Do I just ride it out or am I overthinking or overreacting? Good well I mean, put together kind of thing. Very good, yeah. I feel like if you're a resident DJ, you'll have been through been through this. Whether it's like annoying managers, annoying staff, whether like it's just like dead and you're like, oh, oh, it's like you've been asked to music you haven't played. What do you, what do you think you There's should do? Always like this tension between club owners and managers and DJs. Mm. It's like the DJs aren't trying to run the club and they shouldn't, mm. and the managers need to put trust in their DJs. And mm. I get that they have a bit of a vision, but. It, the, I think it's this mismatch between communication. You know, people expect to like hire a DJ. It's like do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, well, actually, I'm here to work with the people that are in front of me, um, and I will do X, Y, and Z. But there's got to be some kind of, you know, leeway there to go. Okay, well, there's people in the venue right now that don't want what you've just told me. You know, <laughs> and I'm gonna just be a bit more flexible because I want it to be a good atmosphere and a good night, and not just to scare off anyone that walks through the door. So, but then the the manager doesn't see that, and he, they're just like, "What, what are you doing? No, why, are you, three, why are you not listening to me?" Yeah. You know, and it's there's three hundred people thing. in here. There's three hundred people in here. And it, you know, it's supposed to hold fifteen hundred. So they're stressed because they're they're yeah. on a, they're on a chopping block because it's dead. It's a brand new club, by the way, which should be yeah. busy. So you can imagine, like, you, you don't see their stress. So their stress just lands on you. Um, but for like assistant managers to be throwing weight around, like I wouldn't even like, I wouldn't even be speaking to that guy. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I don't answer to an assistant manager. Like if it's the manager, let's have a talk. I'm not speaking to assistant manager. But um, if you're just brand new to DJ and then yeah. you, you wouldn't yeah. you'd still feel like, well, this is someone that works at the club and that the club that hires me. So yeah. I'm not going to suddenly throw my weight around like that because I don't have weight. Yeah. You know, I'm still a new DJ. Plus it's a difficult decision. Like it's his bread and butter, right? So, you know, if you've got residences, if you've got three or four a week. You can afford if, to. Yeah, but if that if you if you drop one, you've lost you know twenty five percent of your income just yeah, in like yeah. one gig. If you've only got three or but four, but you might gigs. have a reputation to pick another one up or contacts to pick another one up. But this, if this is your mm. only gig, yeah, well, you say is it working? But uh, yeah, but yeah. even I mean, even so, like is it, it? It it's like you have this thing of like you know DJing is a a fun in brackets you know job, right? There's much harder things you could be doing for let's say it's two hundred fifty dollars. I don't know how much it was, but there's much harder things you could be doing than play music yeah. right <laughs> so you have this internal battle of like well you so know just suck it up i just suck no. it up because at the end of the day I'm, I'm playing music for you know i'm not like down a coal mine mining or anything like that um so i do i just suck it up or it's like actually i don't need this i've got other gigs i can go out somewhere else is it is it taking up more of my mental capacity through the week thinking about it or or shall i just like get rid of it and start something fresh like yeah it's not easy um but one thing I will say is I've never I've never regretted leaving a gig. That's one thing I will say. Like mm. I've never like walked out of a gig or I, it, something always comes up because yeah. when people, if you're respected enough or as you grow, the more people know you're available, 
the easier it is to get gigs, if that makes sense. Yeah. If you're booked up, like me and Jamie used to be like seven nights a week, like promoters won't reach out to you because you, you, you're booked. <laughs> like it's like, you can't, you, yeah. they know you work on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So what, what's the point? Yeah. Um, but if, but like, I, I've said this on the podcast before, like when I cut down beginning of this year, like my phone has never blown up more yeah. because like I'm, I'm not doing residencies. So everyone knows I'm available. So every weekend someone's messaging me asking, asking if I can do a gig. Um, but yeah, interesting one. And I think that I, depending on what level you're at, I'd say like, you know, if you're sort of like under sort of 25 or something like that, and it's like not that many commitments or anything like that, leave the gig, you know, and find something else. If you've got responsibilities, if it's like your only means of income, then maybe see it out is my advice. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Questions or should we get the, to the Well, there were a couple. Someone said, hey guys, what, would you recommend someone who's more introverted and shy and doesn't play much of the social media game to establish themselves as a DJ getting recurring gigs? I think that has to just go back to like working on, I know, so I, I was this person when yeah. I first started out. I, I'm I, not too. an extrovert. I'm not, you know, I'm way more introverted. I'd rather just, you know, just knuckle down and just get really good at something in my own little time. And Me then too. it's, you know, I never went out there and like, sold myself as a DJ and, you know, networked with loads of people and was like, yeah, book me because, you know, mm. I just wasn't that person. And I always wanted my skills. I tried to use my skills to get the bookings. And that's where I did start when social media really started taking off. I did start, it was it was easy for me to just, you know, record some stuff and put it out there and send it to people. And I didn't have to talk to them. That was like yeah. my, my way of not having to network, you know, <laughs> is by actually just getting skillful and then sure. showcasing those skills. Um, but if, if you're not really doing that, I think work on yourself first and think, you know, can I just build up some confidence? Because you've got to remember that if you want recurring gigs, you're going to be in front of whether it's 10 people, 20 people, 100 people, or even 1,000 people. You're going to be in front of people and you've got to be there showing up for those people mm. energetically as well. And if you're, you know, closing off and closing in in your DJ set, it's going to feed off into what you're doing and it's going to feed off to that audience. So just work on like, how can I be confident in front of people? Um, because you're going to be doing that if you're going to be getting gigs. And I think it's a case of, I mean, I don't know, it's, it's just... Little things, do it outside of DJing. So when you next go to the shop, just smile and say hello to someone yeah, when you when you're at the counter. How's your day? You know, just that one little line. And that will start to give you that confidence to just talk to people a little bit more. Smiling is a big thing, you know. Yeah. Smile at people as you walk the dog down the street past you, you know, yeah. not look away. And and that interaction just helps build up that inner confidence. Yeah. Um, totally separate to DJing. Yeah. And I will give you like a, a sort of like mental framework to think about is like, when you sort of when you sort of like label yourself as something, it becomes like self fulfilling. So if you're like, I'm just not good at social media. Well, it's like it, you, you can be. It's very it's it's easy. It's a skill. So it's like if I'm not a good DJ, I can buy a DJ course and become a good DJ. It's very it's the same with social media. If I'm not good at social media, they'll I'll look. I'll find some resources. I'll go on YouTube. I'll you know buy a social media course. I will commit to uploading to Instagram once a day for. 30 days and you will become better at social media in 30 days. Like it's just a fact, but it's like, you know, if you sell to yourself, you know, I'm just not a morning person. Like you won't get up before 6am because you, you've kind of like ingrained that like title about yourself. So try and be like, you know, I, okay, I'm not great at this social media thing. How can I become? And just to add it, if you think about a DJ, you think about somebody on decks mixing music, but if you, why don't you think about it as the sort of more, 
complete thing of like being a DJ is now, sorry to say, like 50% social media. It's no longer just a thing that you can do in your bedroom and hope somebody just finds your talent amazing. Like it's no longer that, which is people hate that. It is what it is. But you need to start looking at DJ as this whole thing. It's not just, I, I can mix now, so therefore I'm a DJ. It's yeah. not that. It's yeah, not yeah. that. All of these skills come into being a DJ now. There's a great comment here that says you need to sell your soul now on social media to get a gig now, but there's a follow-up comment that says pirate radio was my social media when there I you started. Go. There's always there's something. always something. There is always something, and yeah. that's proof there that there's something you have to get involved in. Yeah, there beyond is. just yeah. the physical act of mixing yeah. two songs together. Yeah. I made I made my name on Facebook. Nobody posts on Facebook anymore now. It's Instagram and TikTok. You know, in five years, Instagram won't be here. Be something else, um, and it's just how it is. Um, but it is a skill that you can learn. Don't just be like, I'm not good at this. So therefore, you know, you know, what can I do about it? Um, Got one more good question yeah. here, which we can answer relatively quickly. Is it okay to mix more house genres in one mix? For example, Afro house, bass house and others. Yes. 100%. Do, <laughs> do what feels right for you. Don't worry about fitting into a box. You do you. Yeah. Right? It's the worst thing you can do is like, think about what, what, is in a genre, yeah. whatever. Like, who cares? Like, if it's, it's a good song, if it's a good it. song, a good, so- <laughs> a good song is a good song. If you like yeah. it, like, if you like it, play it to a like, to a point. It, it depends. Like, if you're in a if you're an open format DJ in a bar in a city centre, right? You you might have to play some songs you you don't like, but you get what I mean. If you're playing a specialist night and you like a track, play the track. It doesn't doesn't matter what genre it's in. Hundred percent. Yep. Should we do a game? Oh yeah. Let's go. That. Oh man. Right. Oh, wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, guys. It's been a while. Um, right, I've got that. Do you want to get a list up? Um, yeah. Crossfaders chat challenge. It's now got, this is big on uh, TikTok now. It's called blind ranking. All right. We didn't invent it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's called blind ranking on TikTok now. But um, yeah, basically it's, um, I'm going to give Jamie seven songs um, and he has to blind rank them. He has to put them in order. So he's um, he's got seven uh, tracks in his chart once they enter the chart they cannot be moved and i just i really want to apologize to danny who's not here he's, he's, he's on annual leave uh because this is this is like made for him <laughs> we're doing chase and status songs <laughs> yes i was just thinking <laughs> yeah recently like that whole back catalog is just amazing and i'm just going to go back and listen to it so this is going to be great guys if you've not heard the new chase and status album i don't care what music you like like this is it's just elite top Top elite. Um, so I'm going to pick seven um, Chasing Status tracks for Jamie, and he's going to do his best to rank them. So uh, is it with Michael? Yeah, we I go. think we are. Put it in at number one. Let's go. <laughs> See, this is where it, it's this tricky because yeah, you're, like you've got nostalgia. Emotional. Yeah. Like I listened to their first album on repeat. You know, so, and that was 10 years ago or something, right? Yeah. Um, right. Right now, there's no more fun track I play in a club. Like, I pulled this up six times last Thursday. Yeah. See, I haven't had that experience with this because I don't gig as much yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to put it as number th- four. Four. I'm going in the middle okay. because, yeah, 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 yeah there's yeah, so yeah. many songs that I would play more than that one personally. Yeah. This is my, this is my list. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you, if you haven't heard the album, uh, go and watch Chase the State's Boiler Room. I think it's on like 5 million views now. Like yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's do this one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wait, what? Cut dries in my veins. 
water. Remember, remember Plan B for like two years. Plan B. But it's because this switches as well. Yeah. It's so like, yeah. it's just acoustic, acoustic and then. This song is like old now because I remember being like 22 yeah. at a festival, like yeah. going nuts to this. I got a lot of strong memories of this. Yeah. Uh, remind me of the name though. Plan end B. credits, yeah. End, end credits. He's going at number three for me, just above Badadan. It's just, it, it could it, be number did, two, did, you know. Did you ever like leave it for like end of night track? Always. always. It was always towards the end of the night because it's that always. acoustic and everyone, and then it just picks them back up again. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, good. Tune. So. This was dubstep era, wasn't it? Like, so blind faith in it. Yes. Uh, um, this is going to go lower for me, but only because it was like at the height of my, you know, when I was gigging six yeah. nights a week and I'd play it so much that it, I kind of got sick of it. I was. I played it so yeah. much. And I, I was never a fan of like the the, the vocal uh, before. It's been on a lot of house tracks and it's sweet sensation. Yeah. Like, I get what you mean. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm going to go six, six. Yeah, for that one. There might be oh, maybe Ooh. seven. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh. Six blind faith. Uh, I'm gonna go. Oh. I'm gonna pick a, a new one. I'm starting to sweat. I'm doing my fleece. See, is it Becky Hill with yes. him? Yeah, the new one. Okay. And you know I feel like if this. If this song like had a, like a different vocalist and it was like more underground, it'd be like even better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you obviously done it for like radio and it's getting played yeah, yeah. and stuff, but uh, the beat is just. Oh, and I think this was great because they, they'd been out of action for ages, and then they suddenly dropped this track, and and it was weird because I heard it, and I was like, "This is really commercial." And then the more I heard it, I was like, "This mm, is actually sick." Hard. And it was a really nice intro to bring them back like into the fold of of, of the scene. But I am going to put it at number five. Five. Disconnect. Um, so we've got one, two, and seven left. So seven. I'm hoping there's some really? big old school bangers coming. Well, this is a mental tune. This is hype is hype. <laughs> Temperature oh, is a mad guy. Just, this is where it gets hard. This yeah. is where it gets hard. You know what? I'm going to put Hype is Hype at number seven because I, it's not better than end credits. Yeah, you're right. You are right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> and I can't put it at one or two. Like, it's, mm. it's not up there. Yeah. It's not up there. So I'm glad it was involved because I needed to fill number seven. Oh. <laughs> you wanna break my heart. This one's on the wall, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna, I'm, have, going, I'm gonna have a Plan B afternoon. Right, this is the first. Danny's gonna be gutted again. To, didn't get to do oh, his challenge. <laughs> right. Um. What's this one called? Pieces. Pieces. <gasps> I'm putting. You know, we all, we always save number one or seven to the last, and I'm not. I'm gonna go in and put pieces at number one. Oh my and goodness! Let me tell you why. It's because my first resident, like real good residency club gig, where it was like real music orientated. Yeah. Um, it was when this was a big track, oh, and I yeah. used to just. It was the first time I really saw like mosh pits and created a rave in a club. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. Got moments for you. Sort of aggressive drum and bass. Well, you're, <laughs> you're going to be absolutely devastated oh. by that. 
This reminds me of you. Yeah. I just see, but again, like Blind Faith, I played it so much. Yeah, because anytime I saw you DJ, you played this song. Yeah. Yeah, for me. I, I'm happy with that. Yeah, no you're happy with that. Yeah. Two, yeah. I think this. I think this would go. I would put Baladan number one. I don't know if it's just because I'm just upset. Yeah, you've got some. I, like, I've seen the reaction. I've seen it. Yeah it's, yeah, it's nuts. I mean, I think pieces. I would have swapped end credits and no problem. So that's what I'm not happy about in my list. Yeah. Um, and I would have probably put Baladan above no problem. This track, oh. right? This one. Oh, this, this, oh. this is my favorite on the new album. This is, this is unreal. This is called Selector. Naughty. I love drum <laughs> I oh. love Jason's status. Like, it was I swear like they're the, touring. It was, it was the genre that when it got towards the end of the night, one of my old residencies, it was like anything goes, end of the night. And yeah. we always just found ourselves down the drum and bass rabbit hole of like, mm. how much of a drum and bass banger can we like dig up the next week? Yeah. And we'd always come with like some obscure, like really heavy. Do you know what's funny though? Like, like it might set, and I think just in general, especially in the UK, like it it, it did it had disappeared for a couple of years. Yeah, it went very base, what we call baseline four four heavy. Yeah, um, and it's kind of kind of disappeared, whereas now it's definitely like front and center. Yeah. Uh, right, seven to one. What have you got? Seven to one. Seven hypest hype. Six blind faith. Five disconnect. Four badadan. Three end credits. Two no problem. And one pieces. <laughs> That felt good. Yeah, I feel like I, feel, I am DJing tonight, but I feel like I need to go now. <laughs> oh, um, guys, yeah, just a reminder, yeah, Black Friday is in full swing next week as recording. So the 21st of November, which is Tuesday, um, it's only lasting for a week. We're not going to do that thing where people do it for like four months. <laughs> so it's just a once a week. It's just for the week, um, Black Friday week, 21st to the 28th of November. 50% of all DJ courses, that includes hip hop, techno, how to get gigs, uh, Flex 4, um, Record Box, Beginner, intermediate serato beginner intermediate all that stuff um and you can also uh, buy the complete package which is all courses like 20 almost 25 courses 50 hours of bonus content which is 90 percent off everything if you combine it all together so yeah. uh, it's never been a better time we won't ever do a bigger discount than black friday don't buy anything now don't buy one and be like oh it's, it's cheaper <laughs> <laughs> don't buy anything yet until tuesday wait okay so um yeah black friday week is live from 21st to the 28th and we will be back next week with this kind of style for a, for a while we, we're all back yeah man for the first can we just time. do like can we do high contrast one week we'll do high can contrast. we just keep doing drum and bass we'll do some drum and bass we'll do some house we'll do some hip-hop and we'll try to please everyone uh and i just want to sign off to my best mate in the world congratulations david guetta on your <laughs> uh, dj market top 100 <laughs> 